0: This podcast is produced by Castlepoint Systems, the compliance, security, and discovery solution for all your information in any of your systems. Castlepoint asks, What could you do and what could you achieve if you knew what every record in your environment was about, what rules applied to it, and whether they were being met? Over the series, I talk with a range of industry, academic, and government commentators from Australia and overseas about ways to mitigate risks to data and compliance and to maximise the opportunities that are arising. I interview experts in the records, strategy, discovery, security, and audit fields who share their experience and insights in ways we can all apply right now and into the future of our new normal. Hi, everyone. Really good to see you again. Thanks for joining us today for another one of our webinar sessions. Today we have Kylie Good, who's the Principal Appraisal Archivist at Queensland State Archives. Before we start, I'd like to begin by acknowledging and paying my respects to the Ngunnawal people, who are the traditional custodians of the land on which we're gathered today, and pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders on the call today. So Kylie, thank you so much for joining us. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to work in the role that you're in now?
1: Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Rachel, for having me. Um, absolute pleasure. So, the plan was—I um, think, like most records managers—the plan was to um, take a gap year after school, and then go back and study environmental sciences. And um, but I fell into records and in government, and um, haven't left yet. <laughs> so I moved to Brisbane from Toowoomba, and. Completed qualifications in uh, records and archives while working as a um, uh, records and, and information officer in um, various government departments. So QSA was always Queensland State Archives, um, so I refer to it as QSA, was always a career goal for me. I knew I wanted to work for QSA, <laughs> and um, I've been with them now for six and a half years. So. What draws me to records and information is um, it's not the permanent record; it's the um, it's how we use and how we use data and information and, and um, records to tell the current stories of government. So we put so much time and, and effort into creating and, and keeping our assets that we we forget to use them, or oh, we forget to see them as assets, or oh, they're just too difficult to use. So. Um, I like to refer to it as, um, like, it's that wedding present that you have that you put away and you may get out every couple of years or, you know, just to dust. Um, and I'm not talking about the permanent records at QSA. Uh, I work with some really, really clever, um, innovative people who are constantly exploring and looking at ways they can be accessed and presented. And it's really inspiring. But I'm talking about the current everyday um, records of government. And it's really interesting how um, careers shift and, and how they, um, they change. And, and I'm going through that at the moment. Um, well, I have um, over the last two and a half years, when um, I was introduced to human-centered design and working really closely with QT uh, Centre for Digital Economy. So I've been really fortunate to be supported by QSA to run record-keeping innovation projects and strengthen my skills in um, exploring and looking at different ways of um, focusing on a human-centred approach over like a, a service-centred approach.
0: That's me. That's great. Um, we came across your policy that, that QSA had put together um, a year or two ago, and I remember reading it and thinking, yes, somebody gets it. Finally, government starting to understand. So, I mean, you know, you're an archivist and it's the Queensland State Archives, but it's not just about archives, is it? Like you said, it's not about, you know, the dusty things that yes, they're very important. We need to keep them. Let's put them on the shelf and not touch them. It's about using information, finding it, getting the value. So is that the kind of thing that QSA is trying to do now with, you know, as a guiding light for the rest of Queensland Gov?
1: Yes. So at QSA, we support government integrity by overseeing the making and keeping of the Queensland public, um, public public records. Plus, we're also the custodian of the permanent value records of government. So we do this by issuing policies uh, like our records, government policies, standards and guidelines um, about the regulating, the creation, the, the care and the disposal of government records. So we also do that by research and providing advice to to government um, on on making and
0: and keeping their records. Okay and you've got a special team in there the government records innovation team which is great also good to hear. So what is um you know what is this reimagining record keeping initiative that you've been doing with that team.
1: So as the as the regulator, and we're very excited with our name, it, um, it changed not long ago, um, innovation is really important to us. And, and as the regulator of the creation and, and management and disposal of our public records, we track the maturity and the compliance uh, across Queensland government, So, which currently there's just under 500 Queensland public authorities. So due to the consistent low level of compliance across government, We've seen that in the analog world and also in the, you know, the digital world. We knew that something had to change. We knew that tweaks to the current way we communicate and do record keeping wouldn't work to, to shift the level of um, the low levels. So what we decided to do is um, like we needed a different approach and we needed a different perspective. And we knew this because we're not Queensland's not unique. We're we're seeing this across Australia and we're also seeing this cross um, internationally. So we came up with our, um, I think it was in 2017, our records transformation program on a focus on um, improving records, um, records management across all levels of government. So our, um, So one of the initiatives that came out of that transformation program is the reimagining, ripple keeping innovation sprint that we ran in uh, late 2017 with the QT Chair for Digital, uh, Centre for a Digital Economy, and a design agency, Liquid Interactive.
0: Got it. So so 2017 you came up with the new governance approach. You developed a new governance framework in 2018. Out of that process that you went through with that co-design with QUT and and with industry, what were some of the key changes? You know, what would you say old way, now new way? What are some of those highlights that came out of that?
1: Yes. So I'll I'll talk more about QSA bot a little bit later. What was a key change was the way we started um, communicating and, and developing our policies and uh, guidelines around around record keeping. So we replaced our um, our traditional record keeping standards with the records governance policy. And what we really wanted to do was we wanted to shift the focus from record keeping being seen as a separate back of house activity. So we wanted it to be aligned with more broader agency, you know, government, high-level frameworks. And the reason we wanted to do that, um, there's lots of reasons, but record record keeping underpinned everything that we do and and people forget that. Um, And National Archives, they refer to record keeping or records as the lifeblood of government. I tend to be a little bit more specific and, and broader, and I say um, democracy, that it's, it's the lifeblood of democracy. So an important right of citizens in a free and um, democratic society is access to trusted and secured, secured public information. So um, so that's at the, the core of, of, of what we do and why we do it. So back to the policy, there's three things that we really wanted to do. and um, And the first one is we wanted it to be easy to understand by anyone. So record keeping, is it's been decentralized or it has been decentralized and um, and a lot of agencies just they're not employing or they don't have the resources to have a dedicated records manager or some are just way too small and um, so we wanted it to be read and understood by everyone um, within government um, The second thing is that we wanted it to be flexible, so we wanted it to be um, you know, to be used by any agency within government, doesn't matter how big um, you are, how small you are, um, doesn't matter what level of government you are. And we also wanted it to be scalable. So as the maturity of that agency shifted, we wanted that policy still to remain relevant. And, um, and the third thing we wanted is, we wanted it to become a continuous strategic objective. We wanted it to be incorporated in all strategic levels, um, and and so we didn't. What we were seeing was record keeping was like it was a tick and flick activity. Okay, I've got my record keeping policy. That's fine. I'm moving towards compliance. So, we, <clears throat> so we wanted. We didn't want that. We want record keeping to be incorporated into um, everything that they they do. Just you know, every activity of government. You're you're. You're bringing in data, you're generating information, you're creating records, and um, and so that's what we're wanting record keeping to be incorporated in every policy. So what we what we also did, which was um, which we're also very excited about, um, last year we released the the record keeping maturity assessment tool, which complements our policy. And so what that aims to do is support agencies to go beyond their minimum level of record keeping. And to achieve their strategic goals and to really move within the digital era, um, you know, born, born digital, um, stay digital sort of um, mindset. So that's what we're wanting to do. So we set up um, a, re- a really cool feature in the tool where you can, uh, yeah, ans- agencies can answer a few questions and it automatically calculates um, yeah, their level of, of maturity so then they can start tracking it.
0: That's a great idea. I think it's good to um, show people ways that they can take that control of that destiny, I guess, for themselves and understand where the gaps are. And I think the pre-work that you did in setting up that new governance framework and policy and taking away the idea that records is just for archiving shows people the value, you know, there's like a what's in it for me kind of concept. And I think then that's when you're going to get that good buy-in. Um, you mentioned, you know, that the system automatically calculates, which is great. The other thing that automatically calculates is this concept of the QSA bot that you came up with. So, um, you know, the, the idea for the QSA bot, and I'll is to give Queensland Government 100% visibility of their information assets by categorising, indexing, storing, preserving and securing them in real time. Big job, one that we definitely agree and align with. So how's it going to work um, in your mind as you go forward?
1: Yes, so QSA bot is the concept that we... That we we refer to the as the, the concept um, that came out of our reimagining record keeping sprint back in um, 2017. So we came up with a um, a tech, technical solution um a people and, and a governance solution. bot is 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 really the technical part of it, but we we just label it because it's um, it's cute. Um, so it's a it's a catchy name. So um, what we what we did well, what we found is that we, we identified to achieve, if we wanted to achieve a higher level of compliance or if we wanted to reach 100% compliance, we needed a system that is compliant. So a system that um, for all Queensland government employees and not, so not just the records managers and um, or, you know people with um, delegated responsibility. So we spend a lot of money an effort invested in getting people to do record-keeping and to be record-keepers. And so our concept sees a shift from people trying to do record-keeping to people now focusing on using records.
0: Great. And that's something that um, we saw as well. You know, our experience in federal government down here is very similar to yours up there and that you can spend a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of heartache, to be honest, trying to train 500 or 1000 people to be records managers, which means training them, you know, to understand why to records manage when and how and what to classify things as it's a it's actually a specialty profession, it's not something that you can just train people in in a day, um, or even, you know, a two hour How do I use trim sessions? So, you know, putting the burden on the users to do this kind of records management hasn't worked for that reason because it's not actually their job. So, um, you know, our idea and your idea together, you know, across the country at the same time was to say how do we automate that you know, the who, what, how, when, where, get that happening in the background so that users can actually get the value out of records management, which is, hey, now I can find my stuff. Now I can relate it to other stuff. Now I can use it. You know, now I can share it because it is properly managed. So I I guess, is that why that you didn't just do this in isolation? You worked with the QT chair of the digital economy as well to say, look, how do we work up this, this concept? What did that process look like for you?
1: Yes, it, <clears throat> and you're exactly right. So we we knew that we needed to go and um, go outside of ourselves, I suppose, because we knew, as I mentioned, we we didn't want to tweak. So we needed to really understand what the problem was, um, and you know, why is why is it so hard? Like, what what's going on here? You know, why why is record keeping continuously you know showing up in um, Royal Commission reports, um, Ombudsman reports, audit reports, and, um, and as I've mentioned before, you know, not just within Queensland but across Australia and, and internationally. So we we really needed to understand the problem space and to identify um, those opportunities. So we we brought in uh, QT Centre for Digital Economy um, and, um, as, as I mentioned, Liquid Interactive, um, because they're experts in design thinking and disruptive innovation. So we needed to understand the problem and we needed to understand the problem through the eyes of the people we are building the solution for. So to take a different perspective and, um, and run a different lens over it. And so we weren't building a solution for a discrete group of people within government. It's all government and, um, and obviously um, citizens. And, um, and so what design thinking is, um, if you um, aren't familiar with it, is, is just getting a range of people with a mix of different skill sets into a room for a couple of weeks to research, to run interviews, workshops, and to really unpack the problem and identify the insights and um, you know, develop some prototypes, prototypes. So what we um, so our re-imag- our QSA bot concept was really well received and, um, and so the next step that we wanted to do is to prove it. So you can have a really great concept but um, it might not be technically feasible. So what we're doing now is uh, we're, since the end of 2017, we've been running some projects to prove components of the concept. So we decided not to have a, you know, take a big bang approach, but um, to focus on a concept, on, on part of the concept. And, um, and so what we decided to do is focus on automating, um, the, automatically predicting how long a record needs to be kept for. And so that that's a really that's a key part of our concept. Plus it's also um it is a, a pain point for us within Queensland, the um the sentencing and understanding the value of um the records, so you know, is it permanent, is it long term, like you know, what what are these um these records, how do I make them, when can I get rid of it? So we we completed our proof of concept the end of last year, which was um, a success, another success. And um, so now what we're doing is we're broadening uh, our project. It's still in that um, proof of concept phase, but we're just broadening it. And, um, and once the COVID restrictions um, ease a little bit more, we'll recommence our project. And what we're going to do is work within a Queensland Government department, and we're going to test our findings across multiple situations and um, and information sources. Um, so just going back to um, human-centred design and, and disruptive innovation, so what what we've done is it's that's encouraged across QSA as a normal way of working. And um, so I just... Um, recommend anyone come and visit us and um, virtually at the moment, obviously, and just see how different and creative, um, you know, the different things that we're doing to be an innovative archive.
0: That's great. Such a good offer. Thank you. I think um, not just government, but industry and everyone can learn a lot from the process that you've gone through and what you've done. Um, the concept idea is really valuable to me where you let's say let's break this down records management this monolith let's just look at sentencing first you know working out how long we keep records but you know when we did that proof of concept with you guys yet we found that we could sentence but out of that we also found hey there's sensitive information in here becomes an audit job hey there's risk related information in here hey we can do discovery now which ties into your FOI people don't realize and even records managers I think sometimes don't realize how enmeshed the role and responsibility of record keeping is across all parts of the organization security audit strategy policy it all needs good record control. Um, And I think if we can get people to understand that and engage a little bit more, we can really see the value coming. And it won't just be records managers patting themselves on the back saying, yay, we're sentencing now. It'll be the whole organisation going, actually, all this valuable, valuable information that we've been accruing for years and years, we can now use that to drive ourselves forward. We can now protect ourselves from breaches because we know where the risk is. You know, there's just so much that can be done with that information. Um, okay, so I just want to launch a poll. We could talk about this forever and we've got lots of comments in the chat. I'm going to start the poll so people can answer this. Um, and while we're doing that, I'll just have a look at the comments in the chat as well. So I'm just asking everyone, you know, how do you feel about records management? And I, I'm pretty sure when we do this kind of vibe check, most of the people on the call are going to be, yep, yeah, I'm actually pretty pro records management. I should see the poll up there now. Um, But also, coming back to what you were seeing, um, Kylie, what do you think other people in your organisation think about records management? Okay, we're seeing some results already. Everyone on call, 100%. Yep, it's essential. I do it all the time. Of course. Welcome. You're among friends. Um, But what sentiments have you heard from other people? It's hard. Yep. It's boring. Yes, it's not my job. It's fine. Okay. Some people think that their organization loves record keeping. Good. They're probably my stuff. Hi guys. We do love record keeping. Um, But mostly what we're seeing in the polls here is that people either understand that it's essential we have to do it or they know yet we have to do it but they're not sure how and I'll show you these results in a minute. But what they're hearing from their colleagues is that it's hard, it's boring, it's not my job. That seems to be most of it. So I'll just launch that one now and I'll show you guys the results. Sorry if anyone hasn't had a chance to reply. You guys should see those on your screen now. And if we have a look at the chat, we've had, um, so Cheryl Mapp, hi, Cheryl, good to see you, says the industry has to go in this direction. Thank you for driving this forward. You're right. We, We have to do it differently. We've seen that now in federal government. You know, National Archives Finance and DTA have now come out and said, No more traditional EDRMS. Doesn't work. We have to do it this way. Has to be automated, it has to be managed in place, has to be across all the data. Um, Lydia says, it's so refreshing to hear that the day-to-day current records are very important, not just the permanent stuff. Exactly. Um, What a great way to get buy-in. Focus on the records that everyday staff are interested in now. This will help to get records into the permanent collection because they were managed well as temporary records at the time. Correct. I think we often don't understand <clears throat> that what we do now has a big impact on what happens in the future. You will all have seen, um, all the records people on the on the call, would all have seen um, questions about how do we manage these COVID tracing results, you know? And I've seen a lot of records managers in the forum saying, yep, we have to keep them for this amount of time, but we don't see as many people saying, actually, we need to get rid of them. And often I think that's missing in records and sorry to keep talking but um, just yesterday I was actually looking at some <clears throat> at some requirements, excuse me, for um, the Australian Fisheries Management Authority and they've got a records authority that says you have to keep surveillance footage for a minimum six months but they have a law that says if you keep that footage more than 10 years, you have civil or criminal penalties. You're not allowed to keep it that long and the records authority doesn't understand that doesn't think about when do we get rid of it. It only thinks about how long do we keep it. And we absolutely have to do both. Okay. So that aside, moving on, um, there's a lot of guidance that um, you guys have issued for government employees. I've seen your notifications come out in some of the newsletters and things about how to manage records during this pandemic. How are you guys um approaching, the, for example, the contact tracing that I just mentioned? Do you think, you know, we can do this from a governance approach, just tell people what to do, or do we need to think about technology differently?
1: Yeah, that's that's a really good question. And it's the message, the messages that you've been seeing that we've been sending out um, primarily is just, you know, reminding people that... Even though their physical environment may have changed, their responsibility to create and manage um, records have not. So, that's been like um, a key message for us, uh, and to, to make sure they have, those, they have those conversations about how they um, you know, can capture and share those records while um, working remotely. Um, so, there's lots of challenges around that I've experienced myself with some you know, um, technology, but. Um, you know, primarily our message during the, this pandemic has been you know it's been really clear create and um, and keep the records and it's really and it's really important obviously um, we need those. Our broader message though um, is has is remaining the same and um, and that's about valuing records as assets so something that also came out of our reimagining record keeping uh, sprint is that it it became really apparent that we we see records and use records for we refer to it as hindsight purpose so um you know so what i mean by that is you know just in case oh you know for audit reasons and and evidential reasons and you know it's critical like that's absolutely important um you know it's it's like that wedding present um yeah analogy that i I used um you know unused wedding present but what we're forgetting is that we are forgetting that they are assets and we're not capitalizing on our assets and um and so we're not we're not using them to give us insight about um for our daily business decisions we're not then going deeper and looking further and um and seeking um you know foresight for future decisions so um as far as i to answer to come back to your question about governance and technology it's something that um, I won't talk specifically about but what um, but what I will talk about is two key themes that we identified during our recent proof of concept um, at the end of last year and so what we identified is that QSA bot our QSA bot concept is technically feasible we we proved that and um, but what we did identify is that it won't achieve the desired long-term results if technology is used to automate traditional approaches and thinking. So the example that I like to use is that if I want to get healthy, I, got to, I need to have a holistic approach. So I need to think about my, um, yeah, my eating, my exercise, my mental focus, and if I introduce only some exercise but keep everything else the same, my results will be minimal. So it means that I'll remain in the automating tradition box. The, um, the second theme that we identified is that artificial intelligence is you know, will absolutely create efficiencies. It's super cool, it can create really wonderful opportunities for us. But new value and opportunities in that you know, records and information space, it won't be realised if we, if um, it will only be realised when there's a change in the way we we value and we govern um, records. So, Pia Andrews, I'm not sure if you're familiar with her, but she articulates this uh, really well. And so, I'm just going to quote Pia, so we need to design better futures to avoid repeating the status quo with shiny new things or we will continue to create legacy rules for a legacy world.
0: That's such a good quote. She has so many good quotes, so many bangers from Pia. Um, that's um, a really good note to wrap up on, I think. You know, can we get a quote from you? What What do you think the key message should be? What would you tell people on the call today, other state jurisdictions, other organisations, about how they can start, you know, reimagining record-keeping?
1: Yes. Um, <clears throat> I'll keep it short. Two things. Um, I could go on forever. Um, so please... You know come and and connect with me so two things is the first is looking beyond delivering a product or assuming a solution so explore and identify what the problem space um um, i should say the opportunity space is first and use the insights to identify like what you need to do to address that situation so there's a tendency it's a very traditional tendency to develop a thing first and like an, an artifact and then we go out and we seek feedback, um, you know, consultation. And um, so let's flip that and talk first. So um, I just finished a, a converse, uh, just finishing a project now, and um, and I love asking and um, this question as a conversation starter is, what do you enjoy about your job? And you know, what aspects of your role do you find most satisfying? And it just gives so many insights into you know their following responses and I you know and I get to know the person and um so it doesn't matter if I'm there to talk about um records, it's just a really nice conversation starter. So um that's the first thing. And the second thing is start testing and trolling your ideas. Like it, it, they don't need you don't need a big budget or you don't need a budget at all. Um you just need people time. And, uh, and that's how a lot of our projects at QSA start. And, um, and that's how our reimagining record keeping um, innovation sprint started. So I pitched the idea first to uh, QT and Centre for Digital Economy and um, just to see if it's even possible. And then I
0: then took the idea to my director. So, um, and yeah, just have fun. That's great. Just have fun. Thank you so much, (laughs) Kylie. So good to talk to you. I know a lot of people have questions for you, so I've posted the link to the group in the chat. Please grab that before we close the session if you want to come and have a discussion. Happy to connect you with Kylie. She's fantastic, as you've seen. Um, Thank you again, Kylie. Really, really good to see you and looking forward to catching up with you uh, later this week. Lovely. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks, Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to know more about Castle Point Systems, please go to our website at www.castlepoint.systems to get in touch. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn where you can engage with us and all of our experts.